we can cut this part out. Right. Hi, I'm Josh Smirsky, and this is my co-host, Dave. Hey, what's up, guys? And this is episode two of Sounds Like Autism. Before we start, I would just like to say thank you to everyone who liked and shared the heck out of Sounds Like Autism. I mean, we got way more likes and way more shares than either Dave or myself thought we would combine. The highlight of it all, though, was honestly, in just over one night, we got over 100 likes on Instagram. Insane, right? For just one podcast. Without further ado, though, let's start this second one off. I mean, I just want to say it was really, really neat because I think we struck a chord with certain people. And I, I you know, this is what I've been telling you for a while. I mean, I know that you like to speak to others, but I, I hope that this has been really reinforcing to you. And, you know, you realize that people also like to hear you speak and uh, want to hear your point of view. And not everybody who um, has dealt with the things that you've dealt with are able to to speak their minds the way that you are. Um, and that's a gift not just to you, but to uh, to everyone listening. So That's one of the main reasons why I do this. It's so the people who can't tell, like, hey, mom, hey, dad, um, this is how I feel about this. The people who don't have that ability, I want to be able to be that voice so then the mom and dad understand what might be going on and could handle that situation a little bit better. So That's really, really cool. Um, and it's been fun. And it's been fun to interact um, with, the, with, the, with the greater autism community, not just locally, but nationally and, and even internationally. We've had people reach out. We've gotten in touch with some kind of uh, celebrities that are in uh, media. We don't want to give too much away yet, but people who maybe have um, children who are affected or people that yeah. are involved in shows that surround um, people that are affected by um, uh, learning differences and, and various challenges, including autism, which is, which is really, really neat. Um, and we'll, we'll get to that. We'll, we'll, we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. Um, but thank you all. And thank you, Josh, for including me again. Um, no we, problem. We thought of titles. So Josh is host and writer, right? And yes. what Do you remember what I am? Um, co-host and... Oh, man, I forgot the other one, Dave. Sorry. E- executive producer. <laughs> uh, executive. <laughs> yeah, so uh, we're coming at you again from Spectrum Studios in Long Island, New York. And why don't we get into today's topic, Josh? All what right. what well, do you want to talk about? Today's topic has, has to do with relationships since it is the beginning of February. However, we're going to be talking about friendships. Friendships are, off, are often something which are difficult for folks in the autism community to either to A, get, or B, to maintain. Uh, so I know for myself, most like I said in the um, podcast before, it was hard for me to get friends. It was also hard for me to maintain friends. Um, Dave, as someone who has been around lots of people on the spectrum, have you noticed this to be a case with other individuals? Yeah, no, absolutely. And I think that um, it's not because people don't want to have um, relationships and friendships. Um, and it's not because... 
uh, people that are affected by autism are are somehow unlikable or people you don't want to be friends with. I I do know that you know a lot of it has to do with communication and social issues, mm-hmm. exactly. and also um, kind of a hyper focusing in on what people are interested in, kind of yep. a, a pigeonholing of um, you know I really really like. Um, WB cartoons from between 1993 and 1996, and if uh, if it's not in there, uh, we can't be friends, and that that can be a challenge for certain people. Yeah, and I think that a lot of it has to do with under in kind of generalizing those interests and saying, okay, maybe um, this dude that's on my bus uh, doesn't like the classics from uh, 93 to 96. But he does like Marvel comics, and and those are okay too. And um, we've also had similar experiences, and we're on the same bus, and we can be friends. You know, we can we can have uh, all different kinds of things in common. So I think that's that's another thing that um, a lot of people don't really realize is that um, you know, since a lot of people's interests are so particular and maybe even obscure sometimes, that that can um, can kind of cause a little bit of a obstacle an obstacle yeah exactly thank you josh yeah um and i know when when you were a kid your first bit was it your first big big hobby was was it planes that wasn't no that wasn't the obsession when i was a little kid and oh god this was um a big one if my mom's listening she'll be like oh wow um was jellyfish was talking about obscurity yeah i know like jellyfish like how, how does that happen but for some reason i was the one kid probably in the whole country who was obsessed with jellyfish um i probably half of you listening here don't know what jellyfish is don't don't feel bad not a lot of people do um but i was obsessed with this weird animal and all i would talk about is jellyfish jellyfish Non-stop. <laughs> and, uh, I know, it's and weird. Could I, can, I, can I assume that no one else... Nobody your, knew what it your, was. Well, nope. So no I, one in your class had a, had a similar hobby of... Um, nothing even close. What, what, it, it's jellyfish. But like now looking back at it, I'm thinking, well, why? But I, I don't know why. So uh, Well, you've always loved the ocean and you love the color blue. Yes, that yeah, but je- jellyfish. It just, but anyway, so I I had to have all the toys of every single jellyfish from every scientific model. I, I had to have this. So, mm-hmm. but eventually, my mom came to me and she's like, you know, you you need to branch out. She started explaining to me that maybe the reason why people aren't talking to me, or when they do, they're always laughing. And I, later, I found out that it was laughing at me, not with me. There's a big difference, it is because. I was the weird jellyfish guy. So I would need to figure out, okay, what are the people into now? And then I would kind of, my mom would say, you know what, for like half hour, watch that on TV. No matter what, just watch that on TV. And she kind of like forced me to watch it. So I would have an idea. If I heard a conversation in school, I would know what's going on. Mm -hmm. And by doing this and slowly over time, you then be able to kind of insert yourself into that conversation, mm-hmm. and that. Yeah, yeah, I I had um, I, it wasn't jellyfish, but I you know no one's was. Well, I really liked this one Broadway show and movie from a long time ago called Little Shop of Horrors, and I was a theater kid, 
Now I actually have a giant little Shapoharis tattoo on my whole arm. And, and no one else, no one else liked that. Office. And uh, and you know most of the most of my peers, my male peers, who I was around in Cub Scouts and in soccer, um, they liked sports. And I didn't know the first thing about sports, and I didn't care about sports. And that, you know, kind of inhibited my my ability to make um, real connections with people. Um, you know, I'm sure my experience had some similarities but was not the same as yours um but i think that you know a lot of it is finding a balance it's finding absolutely um and it's not coming on too strong or not being too resistant to people who are different uh it's kind of like the porridge analogy that me and you were talking about yesterday right not coming in too hot not too 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 cold nice and warm yeah just just right right and um I, i i think that that's not just because you know we thought of a cute analogy doesn't mean it's easy, right? Oh no, it's not. I mean, at first, yeah, I mean, I remember I was very resistful because I felt that it was an attack on my interest. It was an attack on myself. I also didn't understand it. That was the worst thing. If someone doesn't understand something, it it just at least in my case it doesn't work. But this. Luckily for me, my mom explained it mm-hmm. in a way that I was able to comprehend, understand, and that's why, I mean, that's why I'm not always talking about jellyfish everywhere I go. <laughs> I mean, um, so, I mean, it worked. Yeah, well, we are across the street from the water now. Yeah, literally, yeah. <laughs> um, well, then, you know, you eventually started making some real some real authentic friendships, right? Yeah, I've made lots of authentic friendships. And when, what what age did that start? Um, That you really started? Well, it really started around college, end of high school. Yeah, that's when the real ones started, the real ones. I I was friendly with people a little bit before him, but turns out they weren't really my friends. Um, But the real ones came around then, so... Uh So, so so when did you start? I know that you had a, a volunteer opportunity when you were a young okay. teenager. Um, did I that, made the opportunity. Right. So why don't you speak a little bit about that? And okay. did that help you build relationships with people? Yeah, and confidence. I, um, I've always been into airplanes, but my interest grew because I used to always visit a place called American Air Power Museum. Um, it's a museum about military aviation. Mm-hmm. And it's actually on an airport. It's pretty cool. Um, but anyway, um, I would go there a lot. And at the age of 13, 13, my mom was like, Josh, you know what? You should just get out and do something. So she suggested, well, I just volunteer. So I went. And I, there was this person there who what has, hasn't been there in years. And she said no. But my mom told me that, no, just keep pushing, keep pushing. That's how you get places in life. You keep pushing. And eventually, I, I got the volunteer position just as 13 years old. Mm-hmm. I was there up until maybe age of 20, 21 or something. So I was there a lot. E- even during my college years, I, I would go there. Grant, not like every day. I, I couldn't, obviously, but... Um, I would give tours. Um, I learned customer service there. I learned a lot of stuff there. And also, uh, let's say, 
I, during life experiences was growing up, let's say I had bad experience, like I got used by a girl in school, I would go to my um, people who I knew at the museum and they would talk to me like, hey, you know, you I know this happened, but just toughen up and we, we talk about it. And I learned how different ways people communicate and stuff. And it, it really helped me out. Honestly. It really helped shape up my character and my um, customer service skills and just everything to where I am today. So I owe a lot to that place. Um, it does well. Wow, that's really, really neat. Yeah. Okay, cool. Well, why don't we fast forward a little bit? Now you've been working at Spectrum Designs Foundation, and this is not sponsored by Spectrum Designs Foundation. No, it's not. <laughs> for for a couple of years now. Yeah, two and, and a half years. And you've made some really, really good friendships here, mm-hmm. right? But also... Um, is there someone in your personal life that you want to mention? Well, Maybe not the person's name, but do you have a girlfriend, Josh? Oh, yes. <laughs> yes, I do. Um, I mean, I, I can mention her name only because I know she's going to be listening to this, and she really wants me to. She keeps on saying, Josh, can you talk to me? So, yes, Francesca, I, I know you're listening. Um, yeah, I do have a girlfriend, Francesca, interesting story. I've actually known her since I was in the third grade. And we were friends then, but we kind of had separate ways. And then, obviously, like, many, many, many years later, um, I bumped into her in a Taco Bell. So, thank you, Taco Bell. I love you. And, uh, yeah. Not sponsored by Taco Bell. And... Yeah, so I bumped into her, and yeah, we've been dating for over a year now, and it's wonderful. That's really cool. Yeah. And does that does that inspire you day to day to do what you do and to work so hard? And and you know, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but how does having that relationship and the the great friendships that you have now in your life? How does that kind of um, affect your overall quality of life and and your worldview and what you do with yourself day to day. Well, I've worked on many relationships. I've always had a great one with my mom. I've worked on and now I have a great one with my dad. I have a great one with my brother. So I have a great relationship with my family. I have a great relationship with my girlfriend. So I have a very positive outlook on everything. Um, also work. I work look if I have a bad day outside of work I come in and I put all the energy into my job mm-hmm. so I can produce like the best product and also it gets it gets out it's a positive way to get out negative energy so I just I'm very rarely can I say I have a hundred percent negative day it's very rare because of the support structure yeah that absolutely have. that is that's a big I mean without support structure I mean, a bridge can't stand without a support structure. I mean, same people's, right? A bridge. Okay. We should we should trademark that. That's uh, a bridge can't stand without its support structure. Yeah, absolutely. That's incredible. This is why you're the host. They um, just pop in my head. I, I know I'm good. You can't help it, right? <laughs> okay, really, really cool. I mean, like, right behind me, I, I can see, like, so... I mean, right behind me, you could see, like, 
the city's right back there, so I have lots of city ones coming up, so you're going to hear them. <laughs> um, that's really, really neat. <laughs> All right. Well, so, so that about wraps up everything, right, Dave? I mean, if you think we've said enough, um, yeah, I, I think that, you know, it's wait, been another incredible episode. Wait a minute. There is that thing, though. See, we were thinking we want to let you, the listeners, come contact us. Tell us your ideas. Um, tell us how you think we did on our episodes and all that stuff. So if you want to contest, uh, contact us through Instagram, it's at sounds like autism Instagram. And if you want to send, shoot us a message... Go hit up our Gmail at soundslikeautism at gmail.com. Well, soundslikeautism at so, gmail.com, right? Exactly. Awesome. And, and we yeah. would love to hear from you. Um, so just please let us know what you think of this episode and what do you think we should do for the next one. Yeah, let us know. I, I think it's really cool that since this episode has been about building relationships and making friends, um, that we are appealing to the audience at home, right? Yeah, absolutely. Be friends with us and be, uh, join this this movement, this Mursky movement that we have going on. <laughs> yeah, right? so be our friends. Uh, yeah, so yeah. Instagram at sounds like autism, uh, sounds like autism at gmail.com. Uh, thank you so much. I'm Dave Thompson. I'm Josh Mursky, and we look forward to meeting up with you again on episode three. Have a good one, guys. Bye. <laughs>